Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not thy master pay tribute? And Peter saith, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter saith unto him, Of strangers. Jesus saith unto Peter, Then are the children free, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them. Go thou to the sea, and cast a hook, and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. Take that, and give it unto them for me and for thee. Matthew chapter 17, verses 24 through 27. There is so much amazing information and revelation to unpack about this passage. It seems a little bit insignificant, but it's really one of my favorite encounters and miracles. Let's look a little deeper into it to see the depth of encouragement and instruction that God can bring to us from this moment in the ministry of Jesus. Let's start first with the historical context of what is really happening. You see, the tribute that Peter is being asked for is not what we would think of like a tax. It was actually a religious offering that was owed by every Jewish male that was of the age of 20 or older. It was about half a shekel per man, and it was used for the upkeep of the temple. Jesus then asked Peter a question about civil tributes, which were gifts that were given to kings by those who lived in or passed through their lands. He said to the kings of the earth required their own sons to pay tribute to them. To which, of course, Peter replied, no, they don't. So in this, we can see that what Jesus was actually doing here was asking Peter if he still believed the profession that he had previously made, that Jesus was the son of the living God, and that if it was his father's house and land, then was he not exempt from this? Nevertheless, he still commanded him to pay it. Because you see, the reality is this, is that Jesus really just wanted to remind Peter of who he was. Yet at the same time, he did not want to teach them to be disrespectful or rebellious or to offend needlessly. He was trying to keep everything in perspective. Jesus never wanted to cause anyone to stumble to put needless offense in them over something that really did not matter in the scope of eternity, but also, even though that he was exempt by the nature of his deity, he led by example, and through his actions, he never failed to grab hold of an opportunity to teach and to instruct in righteousness, to help them to see what really mattered and what didn't. 
and to help to keep them in the proper perspective. Remember that this was not a general tax, but was rather more akin to an offering that was used for the upkeep of the temple. Jesus did not want to make others who followed him think that it was okay to neglect to tend to these things when there was a genuine need. His explanation did not say that the tribute was not necessary in general, just that he was exempt from paying it because that he was the son of the authority over the house. Yet, still to be a good example to others, he waived his privilege and pays it anyway. However, even in paying it, does he continue to teach us that even in this tribute, it becomes a tribute to the perfection of Jesus' teaching methods? What does he do? He sends Peter fishing. Remember that fishing was Peter's occupation and profession. In other words, before he met Jesus, Peter fished for a living. He had paid tribute, tithes, and taxes from fishing all of his adult life. So he would use his experience. But this time, it would be different. Because this time, God was in it. So though he had confidence and knew what he was doing, this time Peter's experience would produce more than just a fish. It would produce the miraculous. When Jesus says it's time to fish, don't ask questions. Don't assume to know what will happen. Just do it. Don't let your knowledge and experience limit your perception. Instead, let it help you to take the first steps of faith into the miraculous. God used something that Peter knew to start him on a mission that would end in things that he could not currently imagine or fully comprehend yet. In other words, let God use what you have and don't limit your faith by how things turned out in the past. So then, Next, we have to ask, where did the tribute come from? Remember, Jesus had said to get it from the very first fish. The first fruit principles of tithing apply to this. Giving God the first of your increase and trusting him to keep providing as you need. But also that no one person owns a miracle. We praise God for whatever small part we get to play in them and we ask that they just keep on coming. But let's look at what really happened here. Jesus spoke it forth. Peter obeyed and went fishing. The fish carried the coin and held on to that miracle until the proper time and season. Oh, do we overlook this part of the story that even through difficult situations, even though it may have thought that it was dying, even with a hook in its mouth, it held on to that coin because God was going to use that humble fish to teach fishermen and generations to come some very valuable lessons. How long did that fish have to hold on to that promise? Did God tell him that he was made with a purpose? To hold on to this thing that he had been given because the time would come when God would need and would come for it. 
to wait for his part in the greatest story of the ages? We don't know, of course, but we do know this, that God chose a humble fish to be a part of it, and that the miracle was his as much as it was Peter's or anyone else's. God could have put that coin under a rock or manifested it from thin air if he wanted, but he didn't. The fish had a part to play in it. We all have a part to play. And even if no one sees our struggle as we do our part, God does. Be faithful. You have a purpose. And what you are struggling to carry in obedience may be needed to set the stage for something miraculous and so much bigger than you could ever hope to imagine from your limited perspective under the murky waters of your current conditions. But that faithful fish needed to carry that miracle to Peter so that Peter could bring it to Jesus so that we could all still be learning from it all these generations later. There are so many layers to this simple, small account. In short, here are some of my favorite takeaways from this encounter in Scripture. That God does not do what we expect. So don't think that you've got him figured out or can predict what he is doing. You better humble yourself and seek and listen and just follow his instructions, even when it doesn't seem to make sense or be necessary in the moment. That God is not arrogant. He didn't have to pay this, but he did it just to avoid offending in something that really didn't matter in the end as far as salvation goes. It shows us that God set the provision in motion well before the need arose. That it took faith and obedience on Peter's part to do something very counterintuitive to receive the miracle and the testimony from this provision while doing something that may have seemed unnecessary or simplistic. Might have even felt like he was going a little backwards to go back to fishing. I see from this story that this whole encounter of paying this tribute after being told that really Jesus didn't need to meant that they were willing to look like nothings, not only to pay the tribute, but to have to fish to get the money to do it. And that even the miracle that God produced to supply the need, nobody beyond them even knew it. They were willing to do it because Jesus said to. They had no pride. They tried to prove no point. They allowed God to provide. And they gave the coin. I take from this that we ought to all be willing to be like that crazy little faithful fish who was willing to carry what was needed to set the stage for the miraculous, even though no one saw the struggle of having to carry it. Be grateful for your part in what God is doing. God sees it. God shows you. Your part is important. See it through. Even if your part is simple, humble, unseen intercession, after all, are you not a fish in the master's net and is not prayer the currency of heaven? Lastly, 
I think something very amazing and very easily overlooked is that Jesus and Peter were the only two that were asked to pay the tribute. That means that the rest of them were 19 years old or younger. The temple tribute was owed by every Jewish male age 20 and over. The fact that only Peter and Jesus owed this tax means that, unlike the gray-haired men that we see playing the disciples in the movies, in reality, they were more likely all teens. Peter was the only one old enough to be married and to pay tribute. Jesus was 30 years old when he began to call them to follow him because that was the age at which the culture allowed a man to begin teaching others as a rabbi. John the Beloved, we know from other texts within the scriptures, was the youngest of them, and that in light of what we've just uncovered, he was probably a lot younger than we may have previously imagined. Continuing, in the depth of revelation that can be gleaned from this very short passage, we can say that Jesus spoke the truth, but also did his best to follow the rules. He never rebelled against authority needlessly, even though in reality, he had the greater authority. Instead, he demonstrated true humility and did what he could to live peaceably, so that in the end it could fully be said of him that there was no fault found in him, neither by the laws of God or of men. Even Pontius Pilate said that there was no sin in him, God had provided a way of escape out of every temptation. In the simple, like paying a tribute, or in the complicated, like the resurrection. So seek God in all things. Trust him completely. Follow his lead and instructions. Don't limit what he is doing by your own perceptions or understandings or lack thereof. Do your part with joy and expectation. Be humble, be obedient, be patient. It's very likely that you probably saw this story to be less significant than what it really is. But the truth is this, that no experience is without value when you walk with Jesus. So keep going, keep learning, keep expecting the unexpected and I'm giving you this as a word from the Holy Spirit that he is not done yet. He is still the God of the miraculous and the best is yet to come. My friend, put your faith in Jesus. Nothing is too hard for him. If he said it, he will perform it. He is the God of resurrection of salvation, of revelation, and of the miraculous. And ultimately, in the end, I think the story of him being willing to pay tribute is a tribute to this. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at Heart of Worship Church dot com.